Thanks everyone for joining me on the CX Matters podcast. Now, a bit of a disclaimer up front on this one. It's an interview that I recorded with Daniel Lord in person when he, he was in Melbourne some time ago. And the reason I wanted to share this particular interview again with you, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I was desperate for bloody content. Uh, I've been hopeless in uh, getting these podcasts out. But uh, B, it was a really popular interview that we did because Erlang C is just such a uh, unknown entity for so many people working in contact centres. And when I started my career, I think I was probably eight or 10 years in before I'd even heard the word Erlang C and had absolutely no idea how fundamental it was to being able to run a contact centre to work out the right service levels that you need, etc. And there's no one better, in my opinion, that explains things in our industry than Daniel Lord. So uh, with no further ado, I want to uh, play this interview with you and make sure you hang around at the end because uh, you can also download a free Erlang C calculator on our website. So I'll let you know how to do that at the end. But uh, that's it for me. Over to our interview. What the hell is this Erlang C thing we keep hearing about? Sure, of course. I mean, Erlang C is nothing but a mathematical formula. And it's a formula that people use primarily to calculate the number of staff they need in their call centers. Right, so um, you said it's a mathematical formula, but it's been around, you know, I think nearly 100 years. That's right. And, and obviously, call centers, last time I checked, weren't around 100 years ago, Daniel. That's so right. explain this to me. How does this work? No problem. Erlang C has a super interesting history. The first question I usually ask people is, where do you think the name comes from? And they very correctly say, was it Mr. Erlang? And yes, you got that part right. He was Danish. And actually, once I had a, a folk uh, gentleman from Denmark in my class, and he said, no, you don't pronounce it Erlang. You pronounce it Erlang. Ah, there you we know, go. More the Germanic <laughs> we've all been getting style. It wrong. Okay. So for that entire course, I had to pronounce the name in the Germanic oh, style. God. But then when he left, I went back to Erlang. Fantastic. I'm sorry. Because so, I don't think I could pronounce it the other no, way. No, so. I couldn't either. And it really took a toll on my throat during that program. <laughs> But uh, Mr. Erlang worked for Copenhagen Telecom back in the day, and he, had a, he was assigned a responsibility. In those days, to connect calls, they used human operators. You probably remember the old movies. Yeah, with the they're plugs. They're all black, and, yeah. and they're taking the plug from one side of the wall and jamming it into the other side of the wall. So the telecom approached him and said, hey, you, you're a mathematical wizard. Can we engage you to come up with some kind of formula We'd like you to calculate how many of these operators we need so that these calls are connected reasonably quickly because people don't want to wait. But at the same time, we don't want to have too many because, you know, that's labor cost. So, boy, doesn't that sound familiar to today? Yeah, just slightly, yeah. So yeah. Um, that explains it. And um, and I think, as, as I understand it now, I mean, Erlang is used just not in call centers, but you know, for any queuing, so banks, you know, retail, et cetera, it's the same fundamental principle, yeah? It is. And I think the key point listeners should be aware of is that Erlang is appropriate for what are called service level based contacts. So I probably just dumped more jargon oh, out that there. That sounds like another I? podcast, uh, Daniel. But uh, <laughs> okay, so service levels, everyone out there, of course, is you know your eighty percent of calls answered within thirty seconds, etc. Um, so, so it really brings us to a, a, an interesting point with Erlang C because yes, it can do a lot of amazing th things, but there's some things it can't do. Yeah. So what type of, aside from service levels, what, what type of call centers would you see Erlang C being applicable to? Where Erlang C works best is for the contacts that you need to handle when they arrive. So you see people using Erlang C for calls, you see it using it for walk-ins. There are hybrid versions of Erlang C for live chats. The reason I use hybrid is because with live chats, you sometimes have agents handling simultaneous 
sessions. Yep. So they might be handling two or three sessions at the same time, but Erlang C can still accommodate that. You can still use it as a basis. Right. The, where you should never use Erlang C or for the contacts that can be handled later. For example, email. You don't need Erlang C for email because email is a very factory kind of thing. A bunch of email comes in, it batches up, we process it over time. We can measure roughly how many emails the staff can handle. So we don't need Erlang C for email, for correspondence, for the, the contacts that can be handled later. We use it for the ones that, that come in now. Right, so it's the instant stuff that it, yeah, it's Yeah, the more instant stuff. And if it helps, there's, there's a rough guideline here. If you're gonna handle the contact in 60 minutes or less, Erlang C is your man. Forgive me for saying that, but yep. there you go. Okay. I always think of him as a he for some reason. And <laughs> well, if gonna, it was Mr. Erlang. It so. was, there you go. So there must be some affiliation or something yep. in my mind. Um, but for the context, you're going to handle you know, two hours after they come in, a day after they come in, five days after they come in, such as an email. Erlang C is not the right tool. Right. So you have to know what Erlang C does for you and when to use it, which I think we've kind of touched on. Yeah, okay. And, and so delving in a little bit deeper into mm. Erlang C, there's certainly some, uh, there's some assumptions that you punch into Erlang C to get it. So what, what are the things that you need to be yeah. able to use an Erlang C calculator? Absolutely. Um, the main purpose of Erlang C is to help you figure out how many staff you need for each interval. Now, interval becomes an interesting discussion it does. because some people measure their intervals at 15-minute levels, sure. some people at half-hour levels, if you're smaller, maybe an hourly level. If you're super small, maybe even a shift level. Mm. So you're basic, basically saying to Mr. Erlang C, hey, I'm expecting this many calls and I expect them to be about this long and they're gonna come in between, let's say 10 to 11 a.m. How many people should I put on the phone to make sure they don't wait too long, to make sure they, they help me achieve my service level? Right, okay, so if I'm looking at um, working out exactly that, I've got a call center, I know my call volumes obviously is an input. Um, what, what are the other inputs that I need to know? Yeah, it's you need your call volume, you yep. need your AHT, but remember AHT breaks down into two components. What is my expected talking time for that interval? One minute, three minutes, eight minutes. And what is my expected after call work time? Zero, one minute, two minutes. So Erlang C says, tell me how long these things are going to take. That's your AHT. Yep. So just for those people at home, AHT is average handle time. In case you, you didn't know, we'll just make sure that Forgive you. me, I do this too often, <laughs> don't I? So yeah, how many, how long will they be? Mm -hmm. And then Erlang C, especially a good Erlang C calculator, will just ask you, for example, you said 80-20 earlier, which is 80% of calls in 20 seconds. Yep. A good Erlang C calculator just wants the 20. Right. It only needs the seconds because it will give you many options for the 20 seconds. For example, it might give you the range for 60% of calls in 20 seconds, 70% of calls in 20 seconds, so that you can actually see the impact on how much labor you need, depending on how high or low you set your service. Right. Level. So if I had a call center and, you know, if I went to the, there's no industry average, but a common metric, I guess, would be 80-30 or 80-20. Mm -hmm. um, so if I said, all right, I want to achieve 80% of calls answered in 30 seconds. That's right. And I know how many calls that I get. I yep. know the average talk time of my agents and the after call time. That's right. Um, so how many agents am I going to need to be able to achieve that service level? Exactly. That's what Erlang C is for. That's right? what Erlang C does. And I think one point I probably should clarify is the underlying reason that we have to use something like Erlang C is random call arrival or random workload arrival. I don't think we touched on that. 
the underlying dynamic of all of our inbound work for calls and live chats and walk-ins is random. That's right. We don't know when people are going to call us. Yeah. And so what I think is a struggle for some folks is they're trying to figure out how many agents they need using a hand calculator, using Excel. But that's never going to work because those approaches are called linear math. And you can't apply linear math to a random environment. So thank goodness there's this very complicated looking Erlang C formula out there. You just Google Erlang C, go into Google Images, type in Erlang C, and you're going to see an amazing formula. But the cool part is I don't have to understand it because it's built into software. Yeah, it's exactly right. And, and we've got one on our website now, so everyone listening, you can go to our Erlang C calculator. And, and it, it's really simple to use. And I can't stress that enough. It sounds really complicated. You don't need to know the mechanics behind it. Where the power of an Erlang C calculator is, is you know, saying, well, you know what, I know I need 20 agents to achieve my 80, 80% in 30, but I wonder what how many agents I'd need if I wanted to achieve you know, 80 in 20 seconds, as an yep. example. And it'll yep. tell you. Yep. Because if your boss comes to you and says, look, I'm not happy with the answering speed, customers are feeding back, we're too slow, can you raise this 80-30 to, let's say, 90-10? You can run your Erlang C in two, three minutes, and boom, you can say, boss, okay, 90-10. 34 isn't going to work for us anymore. We're going to need, I don't know, but I'm making this up, 52. Yeah. I'd have to actually plug it in to see. Yeah. And then your boss is going to say, oh, I can't afford 52. And then I say, okay, then we're going to have to drop back down to our 80-30 because the faster you want to answer, the more people you need. Sure. And conversely, if, if your boss comes to you like most bosses do and says, I've got some really bad news, Daniel. We've got some budget cuts this year, mate, and mm. uh, I know you've got 35 staff, but you know what? you just got to do more with less. Next year, I'm only giving you... 30 staff, so you're five down. Yeah. Again, I'm assuming we, we can say, hey, you know what, that's fine, but here's the impact of that. There's an impact. People seem to think do more with less is somehow the agents can work harder, fast enough to overcome, but mathematically that's impossible. If you reduce the headcount, it's inverse, isn't it? If you reduce the headcount, you automatically drop your service level. But at least with Erlang C, you can say if I go from 25 people down to 20, I'm not 80-30 anymore. Actually, now I'm, I'm making this up 61-50. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I don't want to show any disrespect to the, uh, to the, to the dead, and, uh, <laughs> but, but it would be fair to say that Mr. Erlang was a very, very smart guy. I mean, um, on yeah. the glossary that I've got on the website, he also studied astronomy, <laughs> physics, chemistry. He was a pretty smart dude, it's fair to say. Um, but there are some limitations with Erlang C, yeah. and there's a few assumptions um, that it's not good for. Yeah. Can you just walk us through what, what they are? Of course. I mean, it's, hel it's helpful to remember no formula is perfect. And once you know the limitations, you frankly work around them. Yeah. The first parameter, parameter to be aware of with Erlang C is Erlang C doesn't know what an abandoned call is or what a busy or blocked call is. Right. So when you enter into Erlang C, we expect 250 calls between 9 and 9.30. Erlang C will calculate the staff based on 250, even if let's say you have a 10% abandonment rate, meaning only 225 calls are presented to you, but never mind, you never try and guess abandonment rate in Erlang C. Some people call that the call center manager's dirty little secret. <laughs> he slightly overstaffs for you, but for many of us, that's a blessing in disguise. Sure, yeah. The other parameter is Erlang C works best in a simple random call arrival mm -hmm. uh, pattern. If you have a lot of big peaks and valleys every 5, 10, 15 minutes in your environment, or the accuracy of Erlang C degrades. Right. It doesn't mean it's a failure if the accuracy degrades. And I'd say, from my experience, the most important thing to be aware of is when Erlang C says you need 25 people on the phone, it assumes everyone can handle that call. Yep. 
the moment so you move no, into no, no breaks or, or um, no timeout or anything as well. It, no, it's really well. You could you could have you need twenty five people and this maybe in within fifteen minutes this guy goes for his break and this guy comes in as long as it's an even swap or like doesn't care right which twenty five. But it's assuming that one hundred percent of those people are going to be there for that interval for that entire interval yep. and that they can handle the call. Yeah. Yep. Erlang C doesn't... So no toilet breaks. No, tra <laughs> no, it's not really the break thing. It's more a transfer thing. Because some environments are very skills-based routing yep. oriented. So they're trying to transfer calls to exactly the right agent. Erlang C doesn't work in the skills-based routing environments. Because when Erlang C says, again, you need 25 people on the phone, mm. all 25 can handle. Yep. There is no, oh, I don't speak Spanish. Oh, I don't speak Mandarin. Oh, I don't speak Japanese. Oh, I don't know that product. I'm going to transfer to somebody else. That's where the accuracy of our legacy degrades. Yep. And that's how you should look at it as a yep. continuum. Sure. Highly accurate to less accurate. And so if you've got one of those call centers, and it's not uncommon these days to have some multi-skilled mm. uh, you know, agents, uh, what do you do? Because suddenly, you, how are you supposed to do your forecasting? I think... People, what I find people do is they say, Dan, I wrote, put in my Erlang C, I try it out, and over a day, a week, two weeks, I figured it out. If Erlang C says I need 102 people, I know that's really 80. If Erlang C says 93, I know that's really 71. So they learn to handicap the system, for lack of a better word. The other thing you sometimes find with Erlang C is, he does tend to overestimate for small centers. Mm -hmm. So if you've only got six or eight or 10 or 12 people on the phones and you run your Erlang C, sometimes Erlang C will say you need 20 people mm -hmm. and it turns out 12 is perfectly fine. Yep. But again, you pick this up very quickly with experience because you ask yourself, did I meet service level for that interval? Ooh. Yep, yep. And the calculator that we've got in our site, we've actually modified. Um, so there's a, a different version of, uh, of Erlang C mm. for the smaller centers to increase the accuracy. So that is uh, So if you're listening out there and you've got a smaller center, that's you're going to find that tool um, very. That well. is a great resource because I find in the industry there's a huge trend in the growth of smaller centers yeah. because everyone wants to connect to their customers, yeah. and I think the the management approach to smaller centers is a little different than the giant telecoms and the banks and so sure. on. Yeah. And those larger centers, I mean, they have dedicated workforce management software yep. that effectively will do all that stuff for them, right? It's, it's not off-the-shelf to download it from the internet. It's, it's built in, but, you know, that's the difference, I guess, between the smaller centers and the larger centers. Yeah. Smaller centers learn to play around with their legacy a little bit more. And, 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 and I think we mentioned earlier, they sometimes increase the interval. So they'll say, Dan, why would I go to half hour I've only got six people. Breaking this down to half hours, there's more cost to trying to figure this out than there is benefit to doing it. So we've gone to the hour, we've gone to the two hour, and is if you have an Erlang C calculator that allows you to expand the time frame, that's quite useful for smaller centers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which it does. So speaking of intervals, um, and again, I think 30 minutes would be fair to say is probably the, the, the most common. It's the most common usually for bigger centers as long as your average handling time or AHT is less than half an hour. If you're a center where your normal call duration is approaching 30 minutes, you probably wouldn't measure down to the half hour. You would increase to the hour. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like all things call centers, you, you, you pull off, the, open the hood, and the I know <laughs> every time you ask a question, I make it worse. This is something else, right? And so on, on average handle time, um, we we touched on this when you were in Melbourne, um, you know, uh, recently. Um, that a lot of people just get their average handle time and go, oh, beauty, we've got our average handle time. But the reality is, it can actually be different at different times of the day. Yeah. I think that's something people 
forget or don't realize is that you can't simply say our average handling time is roughly five minutes and that it's five minutes, nine to 9.30 in the morning and also five to 5.30 in the afternoon. The reality is most organizations, when they graph, and that's what you have to do, they graph their handling time across intervals, <clears throat> they'll start to see what patterns. And there are very legitimate reasons why patterns change across the day. Yeah, so I think you had some bank examples um, from, from memory, right? I think it was in the morning. Most people are um, probably stressing about stuff and uh, ringing about a different topic maybe at the end of the day. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, and again, for all the banking people out there, forgive me, but it could be that most of your customers are calling about overdue payments in the morning and maybe waiving of late charges, whereas in the afternoon they're calling about loan applications. So the entirely different call is going to drive an entirely different average handling time. By the way, I do, funny enough, I do find the financial institutions have done a fabulous job of breaking down the handling time by interval. Yep. We can learn a lot from the work they've done. Oh, look, absolutely. And I think it's a common trap for a lot of people, myself included, in the early days that you do take, just you look at an average handle time across the whole day and go, bingo, thank yep. you. Yep. And then you're scratching your head sometimes at intervals going, why isn't this working? Why am I not hitting service level? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's simply because, oh dear, do you know my average handling time is 30% higher in the afternoon or 30% lower in the lunchtime for whatever reason? Yeah. Some people call that call mix, by the way. Yeah. Why people call the Why call mix. They? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Um, now, we could talk about about 3,000 topics, Daniel. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we, but, could. Uh, <laughs> we, we really could. could. We could. We've yeah. actually given it a crack a couple yeah, of yeah, times. Yeah. But, uh, um, to wrap up, I guess, because we really wanted to focus on now um, Erlang C for this segment. Um, so as a bit of a recap, I guess, can you just run us through the really quick snap points? Okay, what's AH2? What are the assumptions? And when can I use it? Sure. This is your recap. You use Erlang C for service level based contacts. Service, service level based contacts are the contacts that need to be handled essentially when they arrive within 60 minutes or less. Phone you calls, cannot use chat. a hand yeah. phone calls, Emails, no chat. Good. No, good. no, 60 minutes or less. Yep. That's all that it applies for. Uh, Erlang C works best in random environments, works best when everybody who's being presented in that group with a call can handle the call, avoiding lots of transfers. And remember, Erlang C doesn't know what an abandoned call is, but that's a little bit helpful. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to the interview. Anytime you listen to Daniel Lord, there's always plenty of gold nuggets, isn't there, of, uh, of information in there. And I trust that interview was no exception. Now, I did promise you at the start of the podcast, if you are interested in downloading an Erlang calculator, we do have one available on the AXPA website. All you need to do is subscribe. It's free, so you don't have to pay a cent. And you can then download the Erlang calculator. And you'll also get access to more interviews that I've recorded with Daniel uh, on a whole bunch of things relating to contact centers and CX. So that's free for anyone who subscribes as well. So plenty of value, uh, especially given it's free, right? So just head to the website, acxpa.com.au and just navigate to the subscribe button and you'll be able to access uh, the calculator and all the interviews and a whole bunch of other content as well. And if you are interested in learning more about contact centers, Daniel does run some fantastic courses. So I would recommend the Contact Center Management Fundamentals course. You'll find it there on the AXPA website or on our CX Skills website, cxskills.com.au. So uh, definitely worth checking it out if you want to up your skills on all things best practice in contact centers. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to bringing some new guests to you in the very near future to talk about all things CX, contact centers, customer service and digital service. My name's Justin Tippett. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now. Thank you.